Hello, welcome back to Tap That AZ Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Walters. How are you? I hope you're having a great day. Today's episode features my pals over at Transplant City over in Litchfield Park. But before we get into that, just a quick reminder to go check out the Arizona Beer Book. That's the website, and that's the Instagram handle, at the Arizona Beer Book and thearizonabeerbook.com. So go check it out. We did a book. Me and my business partner, Luke Irvin, did a book, and it was pretty cool. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of work. It was a lot of stress. It was totally worth it, and we liked the way it came out. Um, so if you're in your local tap room, see if they've got it on stock. We'll be updating the Instagram um, as we get books dropped off at more places, but for now, go to your local favorite brewery, see if they've got it. If they don't, tell them to reach out, and uh, we'll set up getting books in their place but our goal is to get it everywhere you could possibly get a book uh so anyways moving on go check it out the arizona beer book.com if you're not close to a brewery or you're out of state um the arizona beer book.com you can buy them on there all right so let's get into this one transplant city brewing company they have been around for a short period of time but don't let that fool you because these guys know what they're doing they make fantastic beer cool little spot right in Litchfield Park right by the wigwam and just really really good dude so let's tap into Transplant City Brewing Company Litchfield Park, right? Yeah, yes, sir. Yeah, I don't know why I said it, right? Because I used to work like 100 feet that way. <laughs> I worked at the Wigwam. Did you? Yeah, so when I first moved out here in 2007, um, I worked at Buffalo Wild Wings down on, uh, what's the... Dysart, or like the one between Dysart and McDowell? Yeah. Dysart and Litchfield on McDowell? Yep, okay, in yeah. Goodyear, yeah. Before they closed, or uh, when they reopened? Because they were closed for like a year or two. So I think this was before, so this is like 2007, 2008. Yep, definitely before they yeah. closed the original, yeah. Yeah, um, and then I worked part-time as a driver for the Wigwam. Oh, really? <laughs> so, yeah. That's funny. My favorite part about it was the, the, the employee cafeteria. Area. <laughs> that dude, that was, I, I fantasize about it still. They had really good stuff. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so we're, I'm here with the dudes from TCBC. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I just learned a little a little info from you guys that uh, it's very popular around the world. People's shirts and hats and coasters, right? Yeah, it's become this, um, I don't, this, phenomenon. Yeah, this weird, odd <laughs> phenomenon of this little tiny brewery, you know, that if you, number one, if you buy our merchandise, <clears throat> Um, I, we, I just talked about this. So to preface that, we, we, we've not taken loans or investors or anything like that, right? Self-funded. So to put the money back into the consumer, if you buy our merchandise, hat, shirt, if you wear it back in, you get 15% off. That's kind of like the, that's kind of like the thank you for investing and, yeah. and come back and take 15% off whenever you wear it back in. I've seen some people park and put the shirt on and come in. Yeah. Whatever. It's cool. I'll razz them a little bit about it. Yeah. Most people get out of their car and they're, they're already wearing it and they, it's even dirty. So they've been wearing it all day, you know? Yeah. Um, but it turned into this thing where it, wherever you travel to, it doesn't matter if it's like Yuma, you know, yeah. New York, wherever, Costa Rica, uh, like Paul took his pictures in Costa Rica, but it, it became this thing where once they found out about the discount, and then they found out about the travel thing. They literally plan their vacations on where they're going to go to take pictures in the shirt or the hat. <laughs> I've awesome. got one guy that's in Cabo, and the night yeah. before his plane left at like 3 in the morning, 
And the night before he was in here at like 9 p.m. because he forgot to buy a shirt. He's like, I forgot my shirt. I got to take the, you know. Yeah. So that was cool. But yeah, it's become this thing. We put your pictures up on the scroll. And so people can be part of when they come back in, they see their pictures up on the TV. So yeah. it's, like, it's like you're part of it with us. Part of the community yeah. right here with you guys. Yeah. Well, let's meet you guys. So let's start with you. What's your, what's your name and what do you do here? So my name's <laughs> Polly. I'm one of the owners. And um, I, uh, I'm, I tend to be a more distant owner um one of the things that i have i still have my day job so i'm still okay. at my day job quite a bit of the time so most of the time when you come in here you won't be seeing me you'll be seeing justin my partner but um yeah i've been um you know started it here what we started back in november of 18 i started home brewing a few years before that um the story i always tell is i was at my house on my back patio you know just having a beer with the in-laws and justin showed up with a bottle of beer said, here, I want you to try this. And I said, oh, this is really good. Where'd you get this? He said, I made it. I said, no, you didn't. That, that didn't happen. <laughs> Stop. Right? Yeah. I know <laughs> you. Happen. I know you. You're not that talented. <laughs> and he said, uh, yeah, I did. I made this. I, I've been homebrewing for a while now. It's something I, I like, but I, I think I might be getting out of it. And Depending I said, on who you talk to on Untapped, I'm still not that talented. <laughs> that's, right. that's very true. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And I said, uh, I said well, that's before another you... scroll up on that screen. Just right. my untapped peeps. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I said, well, before you get out of the brewing, I, I want you to teach me. I want to learn how to do this and Meaning, um, so so you were going to stop homebrewing i was yeah. yeah um and not to step on his toes or anything yeah. but yeah I, I was i was doing it for fun yeah. you know but it was like eh. just I kind mean, of lost the tiring, luster you know yeah, yeah. anyone but, who's brewed knows brewing's a long day and, sure. and if you're doing it by yourself and it's not you know something you're really really looking forward to it's not as fun so yeah so we did a couple of beers together, and we found that we had a lot of fun doing it, you know, having a, having a couple of beers, making a couple of beers, watching some games, that kind of stuff. And, yeah. and it really just kind of took off from there. We started doing some weddings and some events and, you know, became a big thing. So somewhere along the way, and we, we talked about this the other day, I don't know when the decision was made, but at some point we decided, hey, let's, let's give this thing a try. Let's see if we can do something with it. Yeah. Was it a day after, like, too many beers, and you're like, did we talk about that? That's, or was that that's probably what <laughs> that's happened. entirely because, possible. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember when the switch flipped either. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't remember like the the one time that we said we should open a brewery. Because yeah, I probably would have said, "Kiss my ass." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What the hell are you thinking? Yeah. Well, that's interesting though, because yeah, because you were at the point where you're like, you know, I kind of burned out from. It. I just don't want to. Like, I know this is a small comparison, but it's like me when I try to. You know, I, I'm pretty good at like smoking like pork and yeah. and chicken and all this stuff, right? But then I try to make my own homemade uh, like barbecue sauce, and it tastes like shit. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, why did yep. I just buy Sweet Baby Ray's? You yeah. know. Yep. So uh, that's always been my thing with with making my own beer. I'm like, I'm gonna make a shitload of crappy beer. I'm gonna let guys like Justin who know what the hell they're doing. I don't. I kind of want to know the process, but you know, I, I'd rather. But you had done it, and yeah. you were like, I'm done. Yeah, you know what's funny is, yeah, so I, I had done it for a few years, I think three or four, something like that by myself. And, you know, friends enjoyed it and all that stuff, and, and but it did get tiring. And then, you know, Paul's like, hey, before you kind of hang it up or whatever, show me how to homebrew. And so I did, and it it did relight the fire, but even a couple of years after that, excuse me, um, a couple of years after that, I got burnt out again. Uh, okay. And um, I, I told Paul, I'm like, dude, if if we're gonna do anything, I, I need a year off, dude. Like, I just, I did not want to do anything for a year. We literally did not brew for a year. Neither of you, neither and, of you brewed for every year. That's very true. Yeah. Um, you know, and Paul, maybe once every three months or so, would be like, would be like, how you feeling, man? Are you ready? And and I'm like, you know, dude, I'm still not ready. You know, another three months will go by. Nah, still not ready. And then. 
once that it wasn't like a hey let's wait a year it was just when the time is right let's do it and it was yeah. exact almost exactly a year and i'm like i think i'm ready let's brew again and from that moment is when it picked up and just whoo, took off started doing weddings and and some little festivals and stuff but uh, birthdays and it was it was a sweet get back into and then then the fire just never ended after that it was yeah i, I knew it was right because i you know I, if i was forced to do it or or always had to do it and I wasn't enjoying it, then I would just not do it. That's the reason why I quit culinary school because I didn't want to lose my love for cooking. Yeah. I think, that, can't I think that carried, Andy can't <laughs> I, I think that carried into my love for, you know, if, air quotes, cooking beer, you know sure. what I mean? But, um, so I think that helped, but yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's very interesting. No. Yeah. So, um, what would you, what were you guys when you were doing like weddings and things like that, mm-hmm. where you're, you were saying, asking people, Hey, what do you want? Like, what do you want for your, or were they just like, Hey, make some beers and bring them. Yeah. So it, we did like one wedding and it spread and they, you know, told their friends and whatever. And it lasted a few weddings. And, and, uh, when your friends tell you that your beer is good, you know, that's one thing they're probably lying to you. But yeah. if, if you're, <laughs> if people that you don't know are saying, in fact, most of the feedback was, do you guys have a brewery? Are you going to open a brewery? Cause this stuff is really, really good. Yeah. That might have been it, maybe yeah. where where we looked at each other and like, well, crap, maybe maybe this is okay. I don't know. Yeah. So maybe that was it. I don't know. Yeah, I know one wedding that uh, kind of cemented it for me. We did a wedding for one of Justin's friends, and a lot of the people there were um, what I call Bud Light drinkers. They were okay. the kind of American lager, you know, domestic beer drinkers, and um, we made a couple of beers that would be palatable for them. We made normal beers, but because we like to mess around we also made a mexican chocolate stout oh. and um it turned out that that was the most popular beer at the wedding everyone yeah. there seemed to love it and in my mind i thought if we can convert all of these domestic lager drinkers into drinking something as as out there as a mexican chocolate stout then yeah. maybe we've got something heck yeah and it wasn't yeah. uh it wasn't a cold wedding it was no. it was outside it was warm and the first keg that blew was the Mexican chocolate stout, and people yeah. were really upset about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And again, while uh, the the groom was one of Justin's best friends, there were a lot of people there that we didn't know, and yeah. those were the people coming up and saying, "Hey, this is really good. I want to have this." So that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Well, because you think of uh, you think of like, all right, how do I how do I convert or how do I uh, please this Bud Light drinker, right? And I think a lot of people take the wrong direction. Like, all right, I'm going to make a light lager as well, which I love the light loggers. Like, yeah. don't get me wrong, but that's not how you're going to convert them. You're going to have to go completely the other way, right? right. Like, right. right, Bud Light. You like Bud Light? Try this Mexican chocolate stuff. Yep. <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, that's awesome. How? When was this? When was it? When you guys were doing the um, the weddings? What year? That was. He's going to kill me if he listens to this. And I don't remember when he got married, but <laughs> no, he'd be six, We should call six, him, like six, phone a friend, sixteen, I think, and ask no, him no, if no, he knows. No, it had to be way before that. You think, I, I don't. I was thinking like five, six years ago. Five oh, years you think ago. so? I think so. Yeah, that sounds about. Well, I mean, it's in you, there somewhere. When did you start planning um, Transplant City? Oh God. Oh well, I mean, Two. well, not I wouldn't say planning, but like yeah. when when was it? Like, all right, we know where we want to go. We know our brand. It, if it fell into our laps two years ago. Yes. What do you mean by that? Why? Why did it fall into your laps? Um, Matt and Neil, are you familiar with Puri Artisan? Yeah. Okay. yeah. So Matt, episode number three was Matt. Yeah. yeah, so Matt and Neil, the, Neil, the original co-owner and head brewer, he did the original like peanut butter porter that people clamored over. Oh, it was an amazing right. beer here, man. It, it really did awesome. But this was this was their original location. Okay. 
Um, they had a one-barrel system, three one-barrel fermenters. After like a year, year and a half, they expanded up north, and they're, I, 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 I don't want to put words in their mouths, but I think long-term their plan was to just be in Peoria. Their name is Peoria Artisan, right? And, um, and Matt and I are friends, and he texted me one day to come in and have a beer. And my wife and I have always been regulars here. We've been here uh, since day one. Uh, and I say here, I mean Peoria Artisan when, this, when they were open here. Yeah. Um, he texted me to come in and have a beer with him and um, say he would help him at, like, at uh, Peoria um, Sports Complex set up and do some stuff. And we sat at the window right behind you. And he said, would you be – he knew that we were doing weddings and stuff. And, and when I say do weddings, clearly you donate all your stuff. You can't – there's no, like, funds exchanged or anything like yeah. that, uh, sadly. But um, the conversation went, would you be interested in buying this place? And I said, I think so. Hold on. I text Paul. <laughs> I said, what do you think about buying the literal tap room? Because oddly enough, we had always said if we ever own a place – We'd want to start with a place like the Litchfield Tap Room because it's small, it's yeah. quaint. We can get our feet rolling, get our you know. And he said, "Yeah, I think so. Let's let's start it." It started rolling. Had you I, ever ta- said that to Matt at all, or even hinted to it, or not like really? You guys knew, kind of put it out there, and then that was yeah. That that uh, that we were you know thinking about it it was never serious there was it was all like pipe dream talk man it sure. was it was all crap yeah, yeah we weren't and putting together business plans or no, anything like that yeah, it was all means. just what if yeah. yeah wouldn't that be awesome and it, yeah, exactly. yeah and it, he's like we can get the lease rolled right over it'll be super easy you guys follow your stuff it'll probably be really easy and how it was time consuming but how easy it was i'm still i'm still in shock by that it was really yeah. really easy to do and at that, after I text Paul, I text my wife and I said, hey, I think we just bought a brewery. I'm not sure. <laughs> and she said, she replied back, I'll never forget this. She said, how drunk are you? <laughs> and her exact words were, how effed up are you? Yeah. And I said, I literally just took a sip of my first beer. Uh, yeah. not, not drunk at all. Wow. And, and, so, and then it just phew, took off. Yeah. That's awesome. What were you doing before? Because I know you said, uh, Paul, you're still at your, at your 9 to 5. What do you do? So I work in title insurance. Okay. Um, okay. Basically, you buy a house, I do your paperwork. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. And and where did you... I work in the construction world. Okay. So I still take a couple side jobs here and there if anybody needs some work done. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> including CO2 um, <laughs> tanks, right? Yeah. Yeah. That, oh, yeah. that was a surprise this yeah. morning. Um, damn kids, if you're around, I swear <laughs> to God, if I catch you. Um, uh, it's like a Scooby-Doo villain. Kid, I, I was yeah. just thinking of that, yeah. too. Was <laughs> be meddling kids? Right. Yeah. Uh, it... It, uh, I was in the construction world, so for the longest time, I um, I was in the uh, stucco sand world. So from like 2002 to 09, I delivered stucco sand on the west side, the whole big boom of the west side before the 303, before all this oh, stuff was here. Yeah. Um, and then I went into the asphalt world, and for a short time, and then and then the concrete world. So I was a I, my day job was across the street from King's Convenience downtown. So oh, shit. my wallet, all my paychecks <laughs> went back to King's across the street. Uh, but I also drove like an hour downtown, you know, and then an hour back. So, but that's that's what I did. So that so you had a little room in the back of King's Convenience. You could just well, they have the yeah. couches. You could nap yeah. on the couch for a little bit, right? I, I, I would have just slept on top of the kegs. That's right. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, I spent a lot of money there. Yeah, yeah. Mickey's got a great place. Yeah, absolutely, a really great yeah. place. Yep. Um, so. So you guys decide, all right, we're going to get this place. You're going to, you know, working with Matt from Peoria Artisan. Um, did you have branding already? Because I, I, if I recall correctly, I re- think I remember following, like your beer account was The Beardo, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. I've been okay. The Beardo for, uh, my nickname has been The Beardo for, I don't know, 
15 years, maybe 10, 12, something like that. So you've been into beer for a long time. Yeah. yeah, And you've had a beard for a long time. I've had a beard for, I think eight or 10 years, maybe eight years, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. But, but it, so I have to clarify for people that don't know it's beer, B E E R dough. Yep. Yep. Just one. Yeah. People pronounce it beer. Do I, I don't know. I mean, yeah. okay, what's fine, but yeah, Beardo Power, um, that was our homebrew name. Yeah. And so we just, you know, after we started thinking of names, it was like we didn't think that that was super marketable. Um, it just doesn't sound like a place you go for a beer. You're not going to say, let's go down to Beardo Power. It doesn't. And, yeah. and, if, you, and if you don't know this, his, his last name is Power. So, oh, we, we, no spe- sh- okay. yeah, so we just combined yeah. it. And um, and that's what happened. But so then we started thinking of names, and and then that's where um, TCBC kind of came to fruition. We wanted to be known as the logo, like it's it's. We want to be known as TCBC. We want we want you to recognize the state, yeah, and the letters, you know. So that's that's where it all came. We're both transplants, so um, and I've been here twenty years. uh, yeah, I'm coming on 16, 17, right in there. Okay. And so. you, you're from California? Yep, San Diego. San Diego. She's just Idaho. Idaho. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I'm from Idaho. From Idaho. I was, uh, I was at Borderlands, I don't know, maybe like a month ago, and there was some older guy there, and I, I think he was, uh, I, I, I'm hoping he had an Uber to take home, that's all. <laughs> he was like, so I had the shirt on with the, with the logo in the back. That's what yep. I love about the logo, like it's the connection of, you said Idaho, um, California to, to Arizona yep. and he's like well, what's this and I was like what do you mean I'm like oh it's a brewery over in Litchfield Park he's like yeah but we're at night home I'm like, I don't know <laughs> like, how, how am I supposed to know I'm like they're trans you know so yeah pe- people think we actually have three locations they're like oh so you have a location in Idaho and in, in California we're like no 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 that's just where we're from that's where we're transplanted from think yeah. of that expansion so plan though yeah right? I'm gonna expand into well we'll get into that a little bit because yeah. you guys are kind of outgrowing your your uh your facility here yeah. but uh but you're not going to open up a facility in, in Idaho, right? Oh, God, no. Yeah. Oh, God, no. No. No, I moved away from there. There's a reason. Yeah. <laughs> I moved from Ohio for a reason as well. So I am a transplant as well. So cheers to cheers you guys. Yeah. Uh, but the uh, the um, Beardo was the name when you guys were doing the weddings and things like that. Where did When did you guys decide? Was it before or after the, the, Matt, the Matt experience that... It was definitely after. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Was, and then you're like, shit, we yeah, need we to. Yeah, we really started to merge into, you know, what are we going to do for, our, you know, like air quotes again, professional name. And, and that's where it came from. Yeah, we it just, wasn't long after, though. What, like February, March or something after the initial discussion? Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was right around. It definitely wasn't before because we weren't planning on it. But, I no, mean, it was definitely. It was very soon after. Yeah, it was. Yeah, was it, it was, your first choice? Um. After Beardo, after Beardo Power was, uh, <laughs> I think so. I think think so. so. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think so. I don't even remember what the other options were actually. I, I just remember I was. You can't tell it by looking at me now. I was a runner at the time that, that we came up with the name, and I was up at five a.m. getting ready to go on a run, and I get this hurried text from Justin. Hey, what do you think of this? And and you know the name stuck. It's a great name. It's it, it is. It says yeah. everything we want to say about the place. You know, we love that nobody in Phoenix is from Phoenix. Um, you know, for the two of you out there who actually are from Phoenix, I apologize. <laughs> yeah. But for the most part, nobody hears from here. So it, sure. it feeds into that. We love the logo. We love the look. It all just kind of came together. But in saying that, we also love the Beardle Power logo. We just yeah. think it's oh, yeah. a badass logo, so it's not going anywhere. It's always going to be part of our branding, Yeah, even though our official name is, you know, the Transplant City and the TCBC. Yeah, we, we kept that because as we were telling friends and family, you know, hey, we're probably going to open a place you know and 
said, Hey, we're going to, we're going to change names also. So people that had been following us for years when we were doing our weddings, they're like, you're not going to get rid of the logo. Are you? And we're like, yeah, we're, we're going to. And they were really upset about it. <laughs> yeah. So really? we, yeah. So we just kept, yeah. we kind of just kept a co-branding type with, thing with the sunglasses, the whole piece, yeah. like the whole thing. Yeah. 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 We kept the whole thing. We're getting yeah. ready to tweak the beard a little bit. So it looks a little less acorny. Okay. <laughs> but we've had that, we've had that logo for a really long time, man. Like, I like yeah, it. Yeah. So your friends we, know what the hell they were talking about. Oddly yeah. enough, <laughs> oddly enough, that shirt outsells the TCBC shirts. Oh, yeah, really? By yeah. far. Wow. Yep. And I we started selling um, beard oil, balms, and butters. I saw that. Dude, yeah, <laughs> that you wouldn't believe the bearded people that come in just for like the shirt and the oils and the balms and yeah. stuff. It's crazy, dude. That's awesome. Yeah, you guys have crazy. a whole new, a whole new uh, branding for like a whole Instagram and website for Beardo. Um, it's. I think we combine it, but we should probably start the like the oil page or something. That's Ooh. probably not a bad plan. What's the oil like? What? Tell me a little bit more about the oils. Yeah, the oils are beer related kind of so a lot of people read it if you see the front of it, it says testers clearly yeah. a lot of people think it is tasters and they try to once they smell them they they, they <laughs> ask if they can drink it because our our main flavor is well we have two main flavors um brew loops which smells just like fruit loops okay I and mean, you cannot tell the difference and then beer mosa um beard mosa it's uh it's i think of it as like a um sweet tart it okay. kind of smells just like a sweet tart but then we have um Apple hops, which is like a wintry apple jacks okay. type thing, and then we right now we have craft chocula, which is is t- it smells just like chocolate, right? And this is all scented. It, this scent, is scented beard yep, oil, scented yeah. beard yeah. oils, and the chocolate doesn't sell all that great, so we're actually replacing that with a new scent called um, we're calling it Captain Bluebeard. Okay, <laughs> but it's it's blueberries and beer basically. Uh, they, they, it smells just like like blueberries and beer yeah so we're that's going to be our new scent coming we, i should have them today i think but today or tomorrow but who makes them like how do you um black house beard care he's, okay. he's like a local guy that we met through scale and feather our friends that own the oh yeah. In Avondale. yeah um they he makes um some like salt scrubs and facial scrubs and oils and stuff for down there and I met him there one night and was sold. I, I used to make my own beard oil, and it just it's time consuming. You know, I can't yeah. really keep up with that and, and here. But um, yeah, he, he was like, "I'll we can you can name them whatever you want, um, and I'll I'll make them for you, and we'll we'll just do that way." So and that's how we kind of fell into it. Yeah, and he, that's cool. Yeah, man. We, he makes whatever scents. He comes up with new scents all the time. Yeah, um, Beard Mosa. He, he his original name for Beard Mosa was Champagne Kisses. Uh, <laughs> and he's like, you got to come up with your own name, but you know, it, uh, it just, I was like, Oh my God, this smells amazing. So, yeah. And it's, it became our number one seller, the beard Mosa, the sweet tart one. And then brew loops is our second, but I think that blueberries and beer is going to be a, a, a hit. That's interesting, man. Yeah. I don't even think about that. Like you don't want to put something that smells like shit on your beard. Dude, <laughs> You're going to be yeah. smelling that all day. And, yeah. and people, people are like, are you going to be hungry all day? And I'm like, actually it tricks the mind into thinking that you ate fruit loops. <laughs> yeah, right. So it, yeah. it helps you lose weight. That's true. <laughs> yeah. We're now selling. Selling uh, weight loss products at uh, TCBC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I, I it your guys' merchandise is it's on point, right? Because you, it's not overwhelming. You've got like what is it? Three different hats, two shirts. You've got some stickers, yep. and uh, but it's very uh, it's it's that simplicity that um, myself I'm, I'm guilty of it of going overboard. Right? I'm like, oh, I got this cool logo. Oh shit! And I want to do a red outline. Oh, and I want to do this shadow. But this is it's simple and people love that man. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm not a fan of the overboard stuff. I don't know about no. him, but I, I no. like We're simplicity. Very simple people. Yeah, yeah. 
simplicity is is great, especially with like the the CBGB lettering. I'm an old school punk rock fan, so yeah. that was to me. I knew we had to, we, and we paid for that font, so yeah, we we had to have it. That and that, that I think that's the draw. Like when I uh, I'm looking right now, you put up the uh, me and uh, Garrett from Maui Brewing. Yeah, that he gave me a tour. Um, him and his uh, I think he's like the director of sales all across the country. Uh, Pete. Um, they gave me a tour of the brewery, and I had to wear the TCBC shirt. <laughs> yeah, we appreciate that. People ask, man. They ask, they're like, TC, what is that? Yep. You know, because the lettering is just, it's just, it's got draw to it. So nice work yeah, with I that. I appreciate you wearing that, man. That, yeah. That's really cool. My pleasure, man. My pleasure. I might have to just get like four of them and just like Zuckerberg style and just re- re- line up my. <laughs> Keep one in each vehicle, maybe yeah. a gym bag. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> your golf bag. <laughs> so you guys, so you decide you're going to open it. When did you open? When did the doors open here because it was pretty i mean nope. I, I don't want to i don't want to make any assumptions but i see it seems like it'd be a pretty quick tra- or easy transition it, it was right? yeah other than um we thought we'd be open a little sooner so they peoria closed september um or was it august no it was september 1st yeah september 1st okay and um we thought we'd be open by like the end of october we we kind of told people eight weeks or so uh, found some nooks and crannies that had to be repaired that we weren't aware of. Um, so that extended us out a little bit. Uh, we ended up opening November 24th of 2018. Okay. And it yeah. was kind of a blessing in disguise as much of, of a pain it was, you know, uh, when you're self-funded and the funds are starting to wear thin a little bit, Yeah. like, man, we got really got to get open. And so oddly enough, it was a blessing in disguise because it was so hot at the end of the summer that year that by the time November rolled around, it got cool really quickly uh, like it went from like the 105s 110s to you know like 82 really really yeah. in like a week span and people were lined up out the door man and had it been when it was hot i don't think that that would have i don't think people would have waited outside uh, so it was a nice yeah. little blessing in disguise because we were I mean, there was like 30 people down the sidewalk so it was nice yeah um, how do you th- how do you think you did that like how do you guys think you drew like a big such a big crowd for the f- opening day um Right off, I mean, for, for starters, our name was already out there. Sure. Um, I had already yeah. brewed with some brewers. Paul and I brewed with 8-Bit um, for their first anniversary. Um, so I knew I had already had my name out in the beer community, the brewers community. Sure. So they helped spread the word a little bit. Um, our friends that had already followed us from, from, the, from the brewer's side uh, from brewing and the shirts that they had already bought. They had original shirts and hats from way back in the day. Uh, they shared everything. So it was a nice, it was three months of just sharing and sharing and sharing and building. And instead of doing, um, like one thing I loved about simple machine, Marshall is a good friend. He, he did, you know, like the month or two soft opening and, um, we did not, we did this little beer tour thing for Christina Witten at eight bit. She had like her, uh, beer tour bus or whatever roll through. So that was our soft opening. I think the Thursday before we opened or something. Okay. And honestly, we didn't even have the beer enough to spend for that because yeah. <laughs> we had the three one barrel fermenters still. Uh, and so, but it was it was nice. We got to learn the the POS and all and all that stuff. And um and then and then it just blew up. But I think that three months of being able to build was huge. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It was mostly just um, beer connections and and uh, social media. Social media has been unbelievably huge for us. We yeah. we are pretty limited on what we can do for signage and things. We're pretty limited on where we can post to say, Hey, come out here, do this uh, sort of thing. Yeah. So social media has become a huge, huge thing for us. And it, it was big in the beginning as well. Yeah. 
Yeah, you wouldn't believe that, you know, the, what they call the main strip where, like, the restaurants are. We can't put signage out there or anything, not even, like, a, a sign in the ground. Or, really? Yeah. You know, we were only allowed our A-frame sign in front of our business. But this is, like, a couple turns, right? Like, yeah. you have to hit a couple turns yeah, to see that. It's not easy to, yeah. to find. Which then, which that, that says even more about what we're going to get into in a second here, but I think we need to try some beers first. Yeah. You good yeah, with you that? Go. Yeah, yeah. Let's All right. Get, let's get rocking and rolling. All right, so uh, we're back. Even though, you know what, I could probably edit that stuff out and probably, people probably wouldn't even know. Yeah. So it makes us like, we'll, be, we'll see you in two and two. Like, we should. His, what's his name we do on Love? Oh, or, yeah. What is it? What was that guy's love name? Connection? Oh, are you talking about Dr. Uh, Drew? And- no, no, no. no, no. This on the, yeah, on the game show. Um, Lo- wasn't it Love Connect? Or no? Yeah, was it I think Connection? it was Love Connection. What was that? But, uh, not, was it Chuck Willery? It was Chuck, Chuck Willery. 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 Yeah, exactly. We'll see you in two and two. Two and two. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I would time it. And I'm like, dude, he's on every yeah, time. Dude. Like, I'm going to fucking get and you. And the Chuck. music comes back like. Yeah. They cut out commercials. like we need back. Yeah. Dude, there was. Was that the show that there was a serial killer on? Yeah, dude, it was, right. um, it was, uh, um, oh my God, what was his name? Um, the, the, the Night Stalker. No, I don't think it was Night Stalker. Um, was Richard Ramirez. Richard Ramirez. Was, Isn't that the Night Stalker? No. That's the Night Stalker. He wasn't the one on the dating game, though. Yeah, he was, dude. Was he on yeah. the date? Richard Ramirez? Tall, skinny Mexican dude. Yeah. Yeah, dude, I'm telling you. No shit. Yep. This is a whole new other podcast we're going to do. Well, it was here, either right? Love Connection or the, what was the other one where you, they were on the side of the wall? Or Richard whatever. Ramirez. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. The dating game. That's the one that. It oh was. yeah yeah yeah. No. Yeah. You're, yeah. You're right. I'm I'm totally wrong. You can edit out that yeah. part. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no editing. No editing. No. <laughs> yeah. You're, the, there was a guy that was like he was like, whatever they called him like the yeah you're the right gentleman dude. strangler or something horrible. <laughs> How Rick, do we get to this point? Like, Rodney, what is Rodney Alcala. Yeah. He looks like a creepy son of a bitch. Too. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're right. Where do we go? Oh, yeah, this was the transition music. Actually, I think it was called the Dating Game Killer. Oh, well, yeah. shit, there yeah. we go. Well, the weird part was, though, that was his name before he even went on the Dating yeah. Game. So, like, how the hell did he get to that? Kind I'm of a self fulfilling prophecy <laughs> thing. <laughs> Just as like, oh, wow. Shit, My wife is so into, like, horror and serial killers, dude. Yeah. That- I'm surprised that I, I, I botched that, so don't, don't let her hear this part. <laughs> She's not going to be uh, happy. <laughs> it's sort of like when you're, your name's Cinnamon, you're destined, and I apologize to all the Cinnamons out there. When your name's Cinnamon, you're sort of destined for one vocation. Yeah, yeah. The dating game killer kind of had his life plotted out for him. <laughs> it's true. But I don't want to, Mom, but it's in your name. So, uh, <laughs> guys, we are here. We've got five beers. So, you guys, right yep. now I'm looking, you have eight eight beers on draft? Right yes, sir. Tap. Yep. Oh, is that the tap? list yep. like you got eight, eight, at all eight times. taps um if we can ever get a little bigger we'll definitely in- increase that but yeah eight taps is what we always try to keep on so what i like about it is when you look up at the tap list i mean you've got like the th- what i just drank now uh first of all the name Bill- <laughs> millie but chili yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. so it's a blonde with roasted green chilies yeah so which was you said an accidental favorite of yeah. customers yeah so yeah. yeah that uh we did that beer and people love it so much. And that's kind of how some of our beers actually happened that way. But we did it. And, you know, we do a lot of one-offs. We're still on a one-barrel system. Uh, we have a couple two-barrel fermenters. So we do a lot of different stuff. And we rotate out a lot. We thought that was going to be one to just rotate out. And I really did not want to make that a flagship. But it has become, like, a flagship because people drink it. And you can drink it a few different ways so that you drink it just the regular beer. Um, we do it if you bite in a 10 ounce or a pint. We margarita salt the rim with a lime on the side, or you mm. can do it tahini style, which is 
a lime juice chamoy tahini with a lime yeah. on the side. People drink them both ways, and then you also can throw in our micheladas, which are getting really popular. So you, that beer serves three different purposes. Yeah. So it, it, <laughs> yeah. it's hard not to have that beer on. It's a great beer. Thanks, man. man. Very good. I remember when uh, when I first came in here. Um, remember we stayed at the resort. I do. And I remember when friends. you and your crew came in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The two yep. kids too. Yep. The girls were were ready to rock too. Yep. Uh, but. Uh, but no, you. So you were telling us about about the the red beer, right? The, the Michelada, yep. right? So my yep. buddy Chris is a huge fan. He calls him Red Beards. He's yep. from Texas, so he likes to think he's cooler than everybody yeah. else. But uh, <laughs> but he, you were telling him about it, and you you only do it on certain days, Fridays, and so we the the promotion artwork that we have says Friday and Saturday. Generally, make the mix on Fridays, um, and then if it if it is lucky enough to to make it past the weekend, it generally does not. Um, but it, it sometimes does. So we'll, yeah. we'll sell a Monday, Tuesday. If it lasts the Wednesday, we'll sell them on a Wednesday, but we just basically just get rid of the mix through Monday, Tuesday, and then it's gone. Make the mix again on Friday. So yeah, yeah. But if you basically just come in and ask for it, and if we have the mix, um, we'll, we'll serve you one. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, cause I think that was the thing you, you, you said that and Chris was like, shit, I really won't. And you're like, well, I actually got some left over. Yeah. So, and he's dude, he's been talking about that ever since. So, yeah, man. uh, it's it's a fantastic beer. It's 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 got the chili, but it doesn't it doesn't have much kick at all. Yeah, like it just has that flavor to it that I, I think is I I don't know, man. Sometimes people put the chilies in, and it's just like there's no enjoyable powers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we knew that we wanted to make it beer than chili because it's you can mess up a chili beer really easily. So with this, um, all the seeds are in the chilies, and we buy the hot version. We originally started with the medium uh, ones, and these are chilies straight from hatch. So we, we originally started with the medium version, and it was good, uh, but people were like, only if there was a little bit of kick, you know? And I'm yeah. like, all right, well, so I switched to the hot, and um, there's, like, maybe a little tingle, but there's not heat, right? But you get all no. chili, roast. Um, it's just super drinkable. Yeah. So. I, I think as far as... Um I've had chili beers that have a little bit more kick to it. Yeah. But I think this is one of the best I've had, like, as far as, like, the chili flavor. Thank you. Yeah. And, and balance and not over overwhelming. Um, and what is what do we have here? So that's our Pepino Sunset. Uh, that is our session IPA um, with honeydew, cucumber, and key lime. That is another beer that started as just a session IPA, and the variant was this. And people stopped buying the regular session IPA and drinking all this. Yeah. And uh, so that's how this became a flagship. The yeah. regular regular session IP is not even on anymore. We haven't really? made it in probably we haven't made it in a year. I yeah. Think. So how do you put cucumber in beer? Like you just do. Yeah. So that is at? all. Um, are you familiar with Oregon fruit? Oregon. Sorry, fruit. I was just trying to do a picture of no, you, yeah. and then I realized uh, I hit video, and you were just standing there posing. That <laughs> like, was great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, what did like you my, just say? Like my wife. She's like, let's take a selfie, but she's actually recording. She's like, damn it. And then there's this four second video of us like, what are you doing? Then she posts on LinkedIn. Damn yeah, it! Like, yeah. what is happening? Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you are, if you're familiar with Oregon Fruit, Oregon Fruit is a company that provides a lot of fruit for breweries across the country. Okay. Um, like Kings in California, any anybody that does like heavily fruited sours, um, anything, they buy from Oregon Fruit. It comes in a 44 pound bag of, of pureed actual fruit, no additives, no preservatives. Um, so that's how we do it. They we get um, pretty much everything from them. We just did the boysenberry one, which you're coming up to next. But um, 
it took us a little bit to dial the the elements in on that because we didn't want to have it. You know, people see cucumber, and I almost don't want to put cucumber first, even though it's cucumber and honeydew forward. Okay. People see cucumber, and a lot of people are like, nah, I'm out. Cucumber, yeah. no, no thanks. Why? I wonder why that is. I don't is. know. Because it's a subtle uh, ingredient. Yeah. Most people like cucumbers. And it's not, you know. Like, especially in this, it's not like overpowering. You still get beer. Yeah. Like, you, you, the, the fact that you, we want, it's important that you get the session IPA, right? Yeah. With cucumber, honeydew, and key lime. So the cucumber and honeydew are like 40% each, and the key lime is only around 20 or 25%. So the key lime is, is low and subtle, but it's all honeydew and cucumber. Yeah. And, um, and it's, it's basically something that is crushable. It's got that little bit of hop character at the end. Yep. Uh, it's really popular in the summer, but it's overall, this last year, I was telling you that we looked at our numbers, and our number one seller in beer was that. Yeah. That, that beer is popular in the Michelada That's as crazy. well. Yeah, so people put I can that see in, that. Yeah. yeah, it's a really interesting beer because the first three things when you see our menu is that it's an IPA, it's cucumber, and it's honeydew. And each yeah. one of those things can turn certain people off. But sure. even if you're turned off by any one of those things, you try the beer, you tend to like it. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think, like you mentioned, the, the bitterness from the or the hoppiness, right? I think the, somehow the key lime and the hops like work together to right. make this like interesting bitterness that yep. is you don't see that like a lot of times sessions are just like just a watered down version of something correct yeah yeah, yeah this is not and if you notice that the the abv is five four it started at five even and we went to five four um so we you know a lot of drinkers are a lot of craft beer drinkers are like if anything's under nine percent they're not going to drink yeah. it so I, I i mean i get that <laughs> i could do a whole but, series of so episodes our, about them our air, <laughs> our air quote session is five four and people just consume the hell out of it man yeah so, it's a great beer yeah, man full it flavor is, yeah um yeah there is the fruit in it but it is not overwhelming to where you don't feel like you're not to where you feel like you're not drinking a beer you don't get that you, you sure you're getting beer and then some fruit so yep and, and each one is, uh, is in it enough where like if if you know that it's in there or if or if you're really good at picking out ingredients yeah. you, you you can catch it but it's not like oh shit dude, that's a lot of cucumber yeah, right? right it's not it's not like that right. it's it's a it's a beer that that's really good. Thanks. So Thanks. We, this one is. You can beautiful. be honest, dude. Just because we're on air, you can you can say that you hate a beer. Dude, if you I want. love them. I love them. Yeah, don't love forget beers. to read that verbatim note that I gave you. Though. <laughs> oh, this session. Oh, sorry, session. No session. Okay, this session. Did I spell that wrong? <laughs> That's right. This season is. Oh, wait a minute. All right, start over. Cut. Yeah, uh, this one is beautiful. Like this is this. I'll be honest with you. You want my honest honest opinion? Yeah. It doesn't look like beer. Right. It's pink. It's that's it's, our that's yeah. our uh, that's our silly beer right there. Your silly beer. That's our silly beer. Boys in the park. <laughs> <laughs> Why in the park? Just it, this is the park. This is the old school. The park. Okay. It's, uh, Litchfield Park. They if you're inside the walls, it's called the park. Um, boys in the I loved boys in the hood. So we just went boys yeah. in the park. Oh <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, that one is uh, once again, man. Like the, I, I feel like the balance is. I don't know. I, I think it might be too. I use that word a lot, but it's it's true. Like a vanilla cream ale can be very vanilla, correct? Right? Or those boysenberries can be very overwhelming. Yeah. Once again, not. Yeah, yeah I think um, I don't know. If talk to Paul, I I'm always really hard on myself, and when I put that beer together. I thought it tasted like complete ass. I, I was like, that's, I'm not. That's legit. I'm, he says that. Yeah. I'm not putting this beer out. Yeah. This is awful. I'm dumping it. Like it's finished at this point. Or almost, like you're, this you're was like two stages. days into it. Yeah. Really. Um, well, when I first tasted it, when I when I set it on the boysenberries and the vanilla, 
it tasted like soap. Yeah. I'm like, wow, this is really not going. So I'm like, I'll give it a couple days. A couple days went by, and it then it turned to ass. And then <laughs> from soap to th- ass. Yeah. So then I'm like, well, <laughs> it's clean, dirty. Maybe it'll finish in the middle. You know, I don't know. And it finished really balanced. So yeah. going back to like um, when I was going to go to culinary school, balancing stuff is really easy for me. But if I do it in it in it and I mess it up right off the bat. I just, I, I turn into a girl, dude. Yeah. I, I flip out. I, I don't want to, you know, I just, I'm like, eh. There's, yeah. there's a lot of times that he'll create a beer and, and myself and our two main employees will try some of it and he'll be like, this is terrible. This is awful. And we'll be like, well, it's fine. Wait yeah. a day. It's going to be great. And, and yeah. it turns out to be just great, you know. So you need these guys to keep you, yeah. I definitely do. Yeah. I, I trip the hell out a lot. Dude, that's a good mentality from. though. Like it's a good mentality. I mean, I know it doesn't seem like it in the moment, but it's a good mentality to, to because you want to just keep you want you want to get that that high level yeah, I of, don't, yeah yeah I, I if i don't make a beer better you know if i don't for me if i'm not if my beer is not getting better you know and i say my it's it's a team effort man yeah. if 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 i don't make the beer better or or get better at making beer then i'm in the wrong business dude yeah i, I then i'm I'm just like spinning my wheels. I want to. I want to get better every day. I want to do something better and better and better. So, yeah. this is a guy who almost gave up on the brewing, the brewing world. <laughs> I'm <laughs> telling you, one of the uh, one of the keys to this place is there's not a single person who works here, who's been here, any of that, that has any ego at all. And uh, Justin kind of embodies that in that he, when he makes a great beer, he's still like, yeah, it's okay. And yeah. everyone else is like, oh, this is wonderful. This is fantastic. He's like. It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> I want to have you taste your beers. And you I know. Tell me yeah, no, don't do that. Um, you know, it's funny that no, the, we we want people coming in. After his description, yeah, they won't come in. I'll drive. I'll drive everyone away. <laughs> that you know, it's funny that the juicy IPA that you had, mm-hmm. uh, the Holland Yotes, um, like it's good. You know, I I I like it. I think it's a good juicy IPA. That beer's not on tap any longer than like five days, dude. I mean, yeah. it's people drink the hell out of that beer. Yeah. And they're like, this is one of the best juicy New England style IPAs I've ever had. And I'm like, oh, well, I don't know. Like, <laughs> you yeah. know, so, but, I, but, it, but I'm really hard on myself. So, but it probably pushes you to like, all right, what can I, what can I improve here? Cause you, you, you know, you look at the end product and you knowing what you're going for. And, yeah. and, you know, I think that's sometimes that's the hardest part of, of being a creative or, or an artist or whatever is like, how do you, give yourself enough credit for what you've done, but also have that balance of wanting to strive for better. Right. Cause you, if yeah, that, you, I got to a point when I was drawing, when I was a kid, I was really good. I could never get on paper what was in my mind. So I quit, Yeah, you know? So like that, to me, that balance is really important because if you're yeah. not like, if you're not on your toes, then you're, you're spinning your wheels. Right. So I think that balance is really, really important because I don't, number one, don't ever want to get complacent. got complacent on my day job, and I just I love my day job. But, I mean, you're yeah. just complacent, you know, and it's just like there's no point. But if you're, if, you're not, if you're not a bobber, you know, and you're not in that window, yeah, I think it's, it's bad news. You yeah. know, you've got you to be able to, to tame on both ends. Sure. And I, I read if I'm not, if I'm not here or, or um, up until a few weeks ago, I was still driving Lyft in the mornings um, when I wasn't brewing here. I'm still reading like every day, yeah. every day I read something new, a new article, a new something. I just read, I found this article yesterday on new, um, it says it, the, I think the article was like changing everything you know about dry hopping techniques. And it was like, we're going to blow up everything that you know about dry hopping and we're going to like re, we're going to reassess everything. And I'm like, yeah, I'm into this. It was like a 30 page article. And I'm like, yeah, let's go for it. Yeah. You know? So <laughs> yeah. nice, man. Yeah. Um, 
Well, it, and, it, and it helps to be on the system you, that you're on, right? Because like you said, you have a bunch of different styles, a yeah. b- bunch of different recipes. You can experiment like that, right? Yeah. You're not hostage to shit, dude. We got to get fucking 7,500 cases. Of, you're right. You know, right, like yeah. my numbers are way yeah. off. You can tell I'm not. No, a, yeah, you know. no. But that's <laughs> no, what we were talking about earlier yeah. with the distribution contracts, dude. That, sure. That, yeah. That's what I don't ever want to get into. I don't want to be locked into a distribution contract where I have to keep up numbers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Nah, man, that's you can. I'll, I'll do something else. You know, now our system sizes perfectly for that right now because, like you said, if we if we have a batch that goes bad, it's one barrel. It's not yeah. that big of a deal. Yeah. But at the same time, because we've invested in additional fermenters and additional things to kind of grow that system, the the trouble is when we first started, if you lose a barrel of beer. It's not a big deal cost-wise, but it's a big deal time-wise because it takes sure. time to ferment the beer and it takes time, and we don't want to be put behind with that. Yeah. With our system we have now, if we lose a batch, it's not a big deal either way. We can kind of, you know, play with it a little more. Yeah. Yeah, but there's a double-edged sword to that, right? There you guys is. are experiencing because now people are clamoring to get into this place, right? Correct. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, so. it's a big double-edged sword, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm afraid when Holland Yotes goes, man, I do have the single hop IPA coming that I'm going to tap today, but... Yeah, if if once Holland Yotes Holland Yotes goes, it's um, yeah people people actually come in specifically for that beer. Yeah, so is yeah. it hard to say like when someone's like, "Oh, dude, where's a Holland Yotes?" Ah, shit, it's not yeah. gonna be out for yeah, a few there, days. Yeah, dude, there's still people that we do um, during beer week. We'll we'll do it by our our soda series. We do a cream soda series with uh-huh. our with our cream ale that. We throw vanilla cream and Fanta into. No shit, it's nothing crazy, dude. <laughs> yeah. It turns into this cream soda beer that. We we went through all the Fanta flavors. We did cherry, orange, grape, pineapple, um, strawberry, strawberry. Yeah, and people were so pissed when we stopped doing it. And it's yeah. like, I mean, I get it, but you yeah. know, it's but it's it's another thing too that if we have eight taps and we only have so many fermenters and and whatnot. But you we know. also like to play around enough that we don't want to lose. You know, we have a beer coming out for uh, beer week, and we're going to be taking it to strong beer that we've done once, and yeah. people have been asking about it and complaining that we don't have it since then and that's our oreo stout we've we've yeah. had a huge success with it people seem to love it but we just have other things that we want to play with and other things we want to do so it hasn't sure. come back so yeah it's it's every single day someone comes in and says okay when is this beer coming back you know yeah. when when is your braggot coming back when is your rocky road coming back when's the you know nil away for banana coming back so yeah well Oh, no, go go ahead. Ahead. I was just going to say real, really quick, that's what I love about Drew at um, Ren House and Ryan at Dark Sky because, you know, Ryan at Dark Sky is so anti-flagship, you know, it, it makes you think. And then Drew, I saw him comment back on, on a post where somebody was uh, complaining that, like, regular, um, what was it? Was it, it wasn't Joe Max. It was... Spellbinder. Uh, no, what was their original IPA? Ren, Ren, was it, Ren, oh, it wasn't renovation, right? It was. I uh, think it was renovation. Was it renovation? There was one that was like the. What was the horse? Uh, not not the horse. It scent. was just their regular. It was like their regular IPA I flagship think it might have been that they had. Yeah. Um, and a lady was complaining about, it and he's like, you know, we got tied down where flagships wouldn't allow us to experiment and do other things, you know. And I love that because. Yeah, while we do have four flagships, there's times where only two of our flagships are on because yeah. we're experimenting doing other things. And while it upsets a handful of people, there's a grip of people that just love something new. Sure. You know? So we'll, while we'll never get complacent in flagships, we'll, we'll also never get complacent in, in experimenting. So yeah. that's what I love about those two places where they're just like, try something new. Don't, yeah. don't get stuck on one beer, you know. But there are yep. those people that... that 
love that one beer and they, that's yeah. all they drink. Yep. I understand it, but there's times where that beer is not going to be on. You know? Yeah. And the reality is when like when Holland Yotes is off, we'll have another IPA on there. We'll have something else fun on there. So even the people who come in and they're like, man, I really wanted that style of beer. We can be like, hey, try this. This is amazing too. Sure. And, you know, it usually works out. Yeah. No, that's, 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 a re- that's a really good point because – that's where the that's when your the bench comes into play, right? Sports term. <laughs> that's yeah. when your bench comes into play, right? Completely. Because yeah, um, it's it's just it's that tough balance, though, right? Because like I go to from day one, I love Dark Sky. Yeah. From day one, my father in law hated Dark Sky. Yeah. Right. He's like, dude, I just want to go in. I want to know that I'm getting the Lost Highway. You know, Black IPA. Like, I want to know. I'm like, yeah, but dude, they're making fucking gin inspired sours. Yeah. Like, come on, man. You know, dude. <clears throat> Dark Skies come such a long way. Like they, they yeah. made really good stuff off the bat. I was at their one year anniversary and um just like becoming friends with Ryan, you know, it, it I'm so happy to see everything that they're doing. I love yeah. everything. I I I'm kind of a dark sky whore, if we're gonna be honest. I love everything <laughs> I can that tell they by do. Your gestures, dude, he's I, gonna go deep in this. I, yeah. I love it, dude. I love everything about about yeah. Dark Sky. Um but I love I just I love that they're willing to not do basic stuff you know? sure i love it i was having a, a conversation with those guys um at one point they were they were thinking about expanding and this and that and they decided to uh to not like they just like you know what we're gonna keep it here uh and that's what you and i were talking about before we started recording was the there's that temptation of like just like ah, oh, dude let's just get our beer everywhere as yeah. many places as we can but it comes down to i mean just in a general business sense of like what do you want like what do you want out of this yeah. right and that's what i really loved about what you had said is you want to just love you guys just want to love what you're Oh, dude! I almost spilled that right you on my spill recorder. The coconut. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you want, no, you almost put the lime in the coconut. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, right on the recorder. That's my. <laughs> uh, but no, um, just like you know, you guys know what you want. You guys know what yeah. you what you want to do. Um, I mean, you don't have full control over that because of the people pounding the door down yeah. because of the great beer you make. Yeah. You know, but um, but like we said before, that's. It's it's weird to say, but it's a good problem to have. It is a good problem. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, when it comes to expansion and things like that, there is a point of diminishing returns, and I sure. don't just mean financially. I mean in everything, you know. And it's it's a point where this eventually we hope that this is you know our job. This is definitely Justin's job. I would like to leave my day job eventually and be have this be my full time job. But we don't ever want it to be a job, if that makes sure. sense. We sure. love it here, and we love coming in. We love the fact that. You know, I'll I'll text him first thing in the morning and say, "Hey, what do you think of this style of beer?" Or you know, even even more fun. Hey, came up with a great beer name. Let's find a yeah. beer to match it. You know, we'll <laughs> yeah. we'll come up with these ideas, and that's the fun part of it. We don't ever want to lose that. Yeah, yeah, and, and we had said too, like growing too fast, right? You tend to, I mean, sometimes the temptations there. And, and I was telling Justin about you know times that I've been, I go to a brewery and I'm like, dude, hey, I can I I want to get the you guys still have the double dry hop pilsner oh no shit we don't but this restaurant down the street has it on tap mm-hmm. it's like damn like that's a tough thing to say leave my place yeah where it was made completely and completely. Get, you know so but but that temptation's there but you guys are you guys are doing great um we got actually two more 1.5 more beers to yeah, taste one and a half. <laughs> yeah. is that still the regular this one is over the there? regular okay, yep yeah. yep yep well this was this was one of the things that really drew me to you guys was the black ipa was Lost Highway, yep. Mother Road is like the top of the mountain for it's me. It's my favorite. You know, <laughs> yeah. that's a double. That's a double black IPA. It's my favorite black IPA. Um, while this is, I've had people compare it. I would never ask people to compare this beer. Yeah. 
Um, I love black IPAs. I, I really love the style and, yep. you know, and you know, the craft beer drinkers say that that, that beer is, that style has gone to the wayside and I completely disagree. Like I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll fight you tooth and nail on it because <laughs> yeah. it's, it, it's gone away, but I do think it'll come back, man. I think the black IPA is just, it's, um, but there's some bias because I love a black IPA. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it's, it's not just bias there. I mean, honestly, we would. It's one of our flagships, and we wouldn't yeah. keep it around if it wasn't financially viable. It's sure. selling. You know, we're moving units with that beer, and yeah. it's obvious that people dig the black IPA style. And there's not enough out there. It's a beer that I we agree. both love, and there just is not enough black IPA out there. Yeah, I agree yeah. with you, man. Especially when you get into the the coconut version of it. Yeah, to that beer. This is so the the booze hound is just the straight up. Yep, that's regular. just a straight black IPA. Warrior hops. It's got a little cascade in it. This one has to. Is that the only thing different? Yep, just toasted that's coconut. It. Yep, levels it out, dude. It, it tones it right. Yeah, it, it kind of like brings it down to where yep. people that don't like black IPAs, it almost drinks like a, I don't know, like a like a maybe little bit bitter porter or something. Yeah. You know. Yep. Yep. But yeah. And nice some people work. hate coconut, but that that beer flies, dude. Yeah, that, that beer. Flies. I don't like coconut, but it's it's subtle. It's subtle. It's it's almost like I don't know, man. Uh, from tasting these, you, and you talk about your culinary background. It's almost like you can use ingredients when you're cooking just to kind of counter another ingredient. Right. Not so much to say, hey, I want coconut strong in this. It's yep. like, no. What about using coconut just to level things out a little? Yeah, bit? Yeah. If I wanted to do like a, a imperial stout with coconut, then clearly I. would I would crank it way up, right? But <laughs> yeah. no, man, that's I, you like I mean, most of these beers that you're drinking. It, like our Oreo stout, I want you to get Oreo. I want you to feel like you're eating a freaking Oreo, right? Yeah. But in the coconut black IPA, I want you to get black IPA and then some coconut. Like, sure. I don't want to. I don't want to have you be like that. Doesn't taste like beer, you know? Yeah. We're big yeah. on beer being fun and having good flavors in beer, but it still should be beer. Yes, yes, that's a really good point because that's what I was thinking as I'm drinking each of these. It's like. You've got this. You've got some pepper. You've got some coconut, but it tastes like beer. Yeah, you know, like beer should taste like beer. Yeah. You know, um, and I'm, totally I'm agree. A, I love any type of drink, right? Like it doesn't matter if it's cider, wine, whatever it is. I just, I just love beverages, but I want my beer to taste like beer. I want yep. my coffee to taste like coffee. Yep. You know, and uh, you guys did it. So thanks, man. Nice work. Thank nice you. work. Um, so the other ones. So what do you got? You, you do have a porter. Yep, got our, got our chocolate cherry porter. So yep. going back to fruited stuff, <laughs> yeah, we our our porter is a beer that we put. Um, the original time we did it, we did chocolate covered cherries, so like cherry cordials, right? It was super messy, so we switched to these things. Like the that actual we found. boxes of them, dude. I went <laughs> big boxes. <laughs> Funny quick story. Uh, the morning that we made it, it was like seven a.m. or something last year. The the original time we made it, and I went into um, like Dollar Tree. And they had cases of cherry cordials. And I, I don't even remember how many cases I bought, but they were huge <laughs> cases. Dude. And I go through this line, and this poor little, like, 16, 17-year-old girl's working. And, uh, and she's like, wow, you must really like cherries, chocolate-covered cherries. And I'm like, number one, mind your business. Number two... I'm making beer out of it. I'm like, I'm making a chocolate covered cherry beer. And she looked at me. I'll never forget the look after she had already pissed me off. Yeah. <laughs> she looked at me and was like, Oh, and then just kept ringing. I'm like, you little son of a bitch. That's You'll never forget that you have a Dude, picture of her on the wall my, in the back as your motivation. But. Like she, she cared zero. If she could care less than 0%, 
that was her. Well, you, she probably didn't give a shit at all. Yeah. And then you told her it was going into beer, and then she gave even less yeah. shits about that. Yeah. Well, you know, because I'm, 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 I'm not a skinny man. I'm, I'm chubby. So she probably thought I was going to go home and have them all for breakfast. Yeah. So it's funny how that works, though. With the ingredients we get, sometimes I, yeah. I actually went and bought a bunch of Count Chocula cereal for a chocolate stout that we did. And the, the person ringing me up at the, the grocery store, she was like, well, oh, what are you going to do with all of this? And I'm like, oh, I'm going to make beer. And she's like, oh, ha, 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 that's funny. No, what are you really going to do? I'm like, yeah, beer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's funny. Oh, it's good. We got, you got a guest in here. Like, how you doing? Doing well. Good. <laughs> All right, so Chris Dotson edit that out. I should have just let it roll. You should have. Yeah, that was a great conversation. <laughs> so some guy just came in, probably from the resort, right? He's three hours. He's on Eastern Time yep, Zone. That, that makes complete and sense. He, yeah, yeah. Technology, man, right? Like technology, like <laughs> cripples us in some ways. Of like, he's shit, an like, iPhone. Man. Yeah, it automatically switches time zones <laughs> yeah. for you. Dude, I knew like if like I had to use my GPS to get here, even though I know how to get here. Yeah, it's like it's man, I'm. What are we turning into? Yeah. That, all right, that's that's a deeper conversation, but <laughs> it's a conversation for another beer. Yeah, exactly. So, what is what, what do you see for this place over the next year, next three years? Definitely some growth. Um, I mean, we're we would love to get on like a three and a half or five barrel system, man. What do you guys? Um, what do you say you're at now? We're at one barrel brew house. We okay. have four one barrel fermenters and two two barrel fermenters. And uh, consistently keep an eight on yeah. draft. So, so that's yeah, we're we're brewing nonstop, man. It's it's like, and we have to double batch right now to fill the two barrels. Uh, we do have a two barrel boil kettle that we got from our friends at Sandbox Brewing Company in Montclair, California. Um, but we don't have the room for that even. So that unfortunately that's in storage. But we'll we'll uh, we'll find some room for that eventually. Um, but yeah, we're, we're looking at a little bit bigger building and to hopefully grow some equipment. Yeah. yeah. But, but main, mainly seating, seating okay. for us. Um, we need to expand a little bit. Um, if, when you were here last, there were short individual tables, almost like, like dining style. Yeah. Yep. Um, all that has gone away. We've put rails along the walls. Um, that really maximizes room. the space. I was going to tell you that. Between yeah. that and just visually, this table, I like it better. Yeah, um, yeah, I agree. It, it brings everybody up, right, to the same level where sure. it's not like you know you're talking down to somebody to get a beer. You know, um, with this center table, the rails, um, our ADA approved table um, inside, we've added ten spots. I know that seems crazy if you're looking at this, but keep in mind, along that wall, we only had two seats. Okay. Along the window, we had four seats, and here really was, depending on how skinny people were, <laughs> average is about six, right? So we do have we have three seats on each side. However, you can got, you can fit two over here, two over here, and we've added a grip around the wall. Yeah. Um, then outside, we added that standing room table out there where that adds five. So we've oh, added yeah. yeah we've added uh, any, depending on if you stand or sit we've added somewhere between twelve and fourteen spots. That's but, interesting for yeah. those who yeah. haven't been to our space. Adding even one extra seat is is important. We have yeah. a very tight little space here. Yep. Intimate, I would call yeah. it intimate. Very yeah. intimate. Very, <laughs> yeah. yeah. On a, on a certain day, can you see you in the back uh, from the bar? In Absolutely. The back yeah. yeah. People people <laughs> laugh at me as I'm as I'm hoofing it back there, sweating as either <laughs> yeah. Paul's working the front or my wife's working the front. Yeah. Um, but. It's it's cool because it's it's kind of like 
you know, Rent House is a little more wide open, but it's really small, like Rent House. It's sure. small, quaint. Yep. Um, Rent House really kills it with that extra space with like the, the seats when you first come in the door, like kind of like the coffee table seats. Oh, where they have the, the wall that's yeah. with all their labels and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, that, that it really is really, really cool. Um, if we had some like nooks and crannies, we could do that type of stuff, but, um, it really is, um, even a little smaller version of like what Rent House looks like inside. So, sure. Yeah. But, yeah. So we, yeah, we are looking to grow a little bit as far as the floor space, you know, the, the floor plan. And um, we, we never, and just to set some of our locals at ease, we never want to leave the park. We love yeah. this area. We yeah. always want to be here. but And we never want to grow up to, you know, the 15 and 17 and whatever barrel systems. We don't want to be huge. But, yeah, we're looking to, within the next year or so, we're looking to be somewhere in the three-barrel system and be in a, a, a larger, you know, footprint. Yeah. Nice. Get more people coming through the doors, tasting the beers. Absolutely. Right? Nope. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you, so with, with you guys being, I always kind of, I'm always intrigued by the breweries that are kind of outside the, uh, that's cool. Should I answer it? I'm just a, yeah, you should. <laughs> TCBC. Yeah, TCBC. What? What does Eric's, that mean? Eric speaking. <laughs> yeah. He did say TCBC. Yeah, yeah that's, we, good. that's how we answer, man. We're, we want to be known as TCBC. Like, I like it. Yeah. We just want the, the, the recog- like you, we want to be able to recognize the logo. Yeah. And then put the logo to the name, basically. Love that's that's kind of what we're, that's kind of our, our hope and our, our want. So, yeah. So I was going to say this. So I feel like it's, it's an additional challenge when you're outside of like kind of a centralized area, right? You know, when you've got breweries like, you know, when 12 West was just over yeah, in yeah. Gilbert and, and things like that. What do you guys, how's that experience been for you guys? Um, for, for me, it's been, I love it because it, it, it's, it's hard, but I love it. And there's a re- big reason why, because we, our plan is always to help the West side grow. Okay. Um, are you guys, do you guys both live over here? Ish. He, he lives like North Central. Justin lives a lot closer to the West Side than I do, okay. but I, okay. I I plan on moving to the West Side. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. I'm currently I'm at 107th and McDowell. I've lived in Avondale. I mean, for the last I don't know 15 years or so, 10 and eh, 12 12 years or so. My wife wants to move into Litchfield Park. She loves okay. this area. Um, she loves the like 50s, 60s feel that it still has. Main yeah. Street USA. Um. The. The thing is, is that the West Side, let's be completely honest, the West Side is not known for beer. Sure. 8-Bit does a really good job. Saddle Mountain you know, does a good job. Freakin' does a good job. But the West Side is just not known for good beer. And it's really unfortunate. Um, you know, State 48 is helping. Um, Peoria helped. But outside of the box stuff, other than 8-Bit, there's nothing. Like sure. no, Nobody from the yeah. East Side is going to come visit the West Side if, if there's not multiple things to do, right? Yeah. So with us, with Scale and Feather opening, our friends at Open the Meadery, it's, we want to create this like west side feel to where you can come out and get like a, a bottle release or something and, and hit a few places, you know, sure. have, have some rare stuff on tap. But it, it has been hard, um, and, and I'll send it to Paul in a minute to get his feel, but he, I think he feels the same way I do of how we love, you know, when people are like, I've never even heard of you, where's Litchfield Park or where's... Litchfield and Indian School. I don't mind explaining that to people because we have to get somehow. We've got to get that out. We've got to get yeah. the word out and just better beer. I mean, that's that's what I think our goal is. But yeah, yeah, it makes you know having us having Scale and Feather having Eight Bit doing our things. It makes it so that no 
while one brewery might not be your destination, the west side slowly becomes the destination. Sure. So it becomes a, a reason to come out here for a weekend, a reason to do certain things. And yeah, the uh, the Litchfield Park thing. I mean, it's a small community here. We don't we don't yeah. have our own fire department. We don't have our own police department. Ah, I mean, I it's it's a really tight community, and yeah. we we love it so much that you'll see most of our branding actually has the words Litchfield Park on it. Not only because we want people to know where we are, but we're proud members of this community. We love being yeah. in this community. So it's a beautiful neighborhood. I it mean, really like, is with the resort rate. I mean, just it, it's. It, it, it's really nice, yeah. It really is, man. It it, it really is like fifties, sixties style. You see, USA, like lawns, dude. Like people have lawns, lawns. yeah, <laughs> lawns. And they have competitions all the time about who has the best lawn. Oh no, shit. Dude, yes, yeah. not an exaggeration. Yeah, That's best legit. Lawn, best, you know, like if you ever, I always think back to uh, Dennis the Menace the movie because yeah. uh, Walter Matthau as Mr. Wilson wins like this flower pot award or whatever because he has like beautiful flowers in his front yard. Yeah. That's Litchfield Park, dude. <laughs> that inside the walls, the old town feel like it's, yeah. it's got like the yogurt shop feel, mm-hmm. you know, the 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 <clears throat> the diner feel. It has that because it's still that way. That yeah. that it people still live that way. Yeah, and it's it's odd and awkward and weird, but we love it. It's also yeah. fun if you if you come in on any given weekday at say what four o'clock, you'll have our our town historians will be here and they'll Uh, tell you the story of everything that's ever happened in this town. And it's, we love that too. We love that there's that whole connection. Remember that book that I was telling you about that people want to buy? Yeah. If you come in, yeah, between three 30 and four 30 every single day, he's here every day. He'll tell you a condensed version of that book and describe it really well because his, his grandparents knew, um, Mr. Litchfield, who who grew cotton here for Goodyear Aerospace, like for Goodyear Tires, uh, for for the aerospace unit, and and he will tell you everything that's in that book in about fifteen minutes. Yeah, it's crazy. That is interesting because there is a history here. Like, it, it really, it's not it's not a yep. like a it's not like a long history, like two hundred three hundred year history. I mean, in certain senses, but I think. Like the wigwam, yeah. the wigwam itself has a, a unique feel to it. Yeah, right. It's much. it's it's like it's it's got that fanciness to it, mm-hmm. but also like old school fanciness, like yeah. down that, to earth. That was the original yeah. building for the wigwam. Was the um, uh, the what do you housing the brass like the for the for the Goodyear brass? Oh yeah, yeah. That, that was their housing while the people. I went that, through this in training and I while, forgot all this while shit. The people that picked <laughs> cotton for Goodyear tires lived in like housing that that is torn down now, but you can still see like the the footings and 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 stuff over here and like the old concrete patches. Yeah. Like there were bunk, uh, there were um, two story like units where families would stay, and uh, but the the brass like the uppers of Goodyear tires and. And Mr. Litchfield, they would all—they all had their original wigwam house yeah. that turned into the resort. So the original building was built in, and now um, yeah. is part of the resort. So yeah, it's—it's it's this odd, crazy. I think our building is around 100 years old. The pizza place and all those buildings are like 120, if I—if I remember correctly, 125, yeah. something like that. And it lends to, I mean, just the aesthetics of our area. We we believe that, you know, the 4th of July, when that comes up in a few months, we believe we have the best view of the fireworks over the wigwam in the uh, entire place. We have a yeah. beautiful view of that. Yep. We Our actual, our, our session is named Pepino Sunset in part because we believe out on our patio is possibly the best place you can see a sunset in the entire valley setting over oh, here. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's nice. crazy. Right over the, is it the white tanks over yeah, there? Just right yeah, just right there. Yeah. It falls right behind the white tanks. People, people actually sit out on the patio for the sunset and then... And then boot scoot, yeah. they're gone, you know? Yeah. 
So, so Litchfield as a whole, Litchfield Park as a whole, that's you know just part of the charm of this place. You know, sure. you, yeah. you hate to use the word like charm because it's just cliche and whatever yeah. and overused, but it is a charming little area, and and it's not going to be so little in the near future. We've got you know the city has growth plans to bring in some new businesses, some new you know things in in the yeah. the vacant areas you see out here. So yeah, well, and this is cool too, like. Because I think it's I think it's rare outside of immediately outside of a resort to have some family owned mom pa type places mm-hmm. right usually you go off of the resort and now you have an Applebee's or something you know yeah, yeah. Yep, like you yep. come out here this whole complex that kind of wraps around you have a couple of restaurants up there right yep yeah and then you have like you said the pizza place now you got you guys yep. and yeah wonderful cool tea spot. place here just uh, oh, west of us you yeah. know yeah. tea yeah. and ice cream um, yeah. it's a little sports bar around the corner so. And it's all mom and pop, and they're they're actually getting ready. So if you look in this lot right here, and then all that open area, they're getting ready to build um, a whole bunch of crap over there, dude. Like nice. like uh, movie theaters, stores, movie theaters, oh, the yeah. basically yeah. the I the, one of the developers that developed downtown Mesa and downtown Gilbert yeah. is is going to redevelop all this. So, um, but it's all going to be mom and pop stores. Apparently, they they don't want um, the city doesn't want any type of like well-known stores they they yeah. want it all to be mom and pop shop so not that i have anything against oregano's but you're not gonna have an oregano yeah, sure. no, right. yeah i would rather have a, a, a local pizza place than than oregano's yeah, yeah. as well yeah, yeah. now yeah. if somebody brought me a stuffed pizza from oregano's i wouldn't turn it down yeah, no no you know, especially but, those wings dude. <laughs> yeah, dude those wings are fire are those bro. called the honey gold dude. or whatever yeah those yeah. are uh, those are arguably some of the best wings i've ever had if you look at us there's yeah. not a lot of things we turn down <laughs> that's right not. me neither man me neither have you tried the um Carolina Gold um, barbecue sauce from Trader Joe's. No, that is like exact replica of the the honey gold at Oregano's. Really, dude, it's so good. Okay. It's like it's like a mustard based uh, barbecue sauce instead of like what is it normally like brown sugar molasses Vinegar whatever and all that stuff. Dude, it's good if you wow. like those honey. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm interested so, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, well, guys, thanks for having me in. Um, Thank this, you for coming, man. I, I yeah. really appreciate it. We've been trying to we've been we've been going back and forth for a while because I always see you at places. Yeah, and th- I'm pretty sure Paul and I had met at some point. I don't know if it was at a beer I'm, fest or yeah, whatever. I'm sure it's somewhere. Yeah. yeah, especially when I saw you a simple machine, dude. I was like, hey, I know, yeah, I know. <laughs> and I have I have a list of like, all right, I'm, these are the these are the people I want to get them out. I'm like, God damn, all right, you know what? Fuck it, we're just doing it. We're doing it. <laughs> yeah. Like we're setting a date. We're making it happen. Yeah. So I like it. Yeah. So guys, thanks for having me in. Absolutely, man. Great oh, thank stuff you. over here. Thank you very much. Yeah. I, yeah. Thank you for yeah, the, our pleasure getting the word out with us, man. I appreciate it thank you how do people find you like how do people i mean you're in litchfield park yep. you're on all the socials as tcbc uh we're uh, tcbc beer okay. on social media okay. um it's the easiest way i'm assuming that everybody's coming from the east side or or somewhere east of us the easiest way to do it i tend to litchfield dice arts kind of a, a crap show right now so uh, i tend west to litchfield litchfield north you can turn at indian school if you want or just continue to the next light, which is Wigwam Boulevard. Go east on Wigwam Boulevard uh, to Old Litchfield, and then Old Litchfield to Honeysuckle. And we're nice. right around the corner on Honeysuckle. Yes. Uh, but you can come up Dice Art if you went to Indian School and come west. But we're inside the park, so you need to come north. At some point, you need to come north on Old Litchfield or, or east on Wigwam at some point. So There's gotcha. a large gravel lot just west of the Wigwam, and we are directly south of that. Plenty of parking. 
right? Lots of parking. <laughs> Breweries are no, are are no, notorious in Arizona for not having a lot of parking. I, I think just Arizona in general, yeah. dude. Like it used to be Flagstaff, you could park anywhere. Tucson, now it's like you got to, you know. Yeah. So until that lot is developed, man, we've, we've got rooms for RVs. So feel free to camp out and drink. <laughs> yeah, yes. So, uh, well, guys, thanks so much. And you can bring Trip. in your own food. People ask me oh, this yeah, a yeah. lot. Good call. We have menus of the neighboring businesses, um, but we are one of those breweries where you bring your own food, man, whether it's tacos. I always say a meatloaf dinner. You can cook your own damn meatloaf (laughs) dinner if you want. Um, I say that because I I like meatloaf. But you can (laughs) literally bring bring in, just clearly no outside liquids, but you can bring in whatever food or order in whatever food you want. Nice. We're also, uh, one big thing that we love here, we're really into dogs here. We're really big dog lovers. Okay. So we do have the dog-friendly patio. And then we also do adoption events here occasionally and things. We're really, really into having dogs here. Yeah. So Excellent. Excellent. So I'm glad you brought that up. So what other are there other type of events you guys do? Um, you do the adoption events? and Yeah. Adoption events are starting to pick up big. Uh, we just did one a couple months ago for our anniversary. So we'll do one. We talked about once a quarter. Uh, once yeah. a quarter might be a little too much. We'll probably do it once every six months. Um, and that's everything from, from young pups to, to older dogs. Um, they had cats last time as well. And I think, uh, the last one was that every cat got adopted as well. So it wasn't wow, just nice. dogs, you know, even though I'm not a cat lover, yeah. um, we're any animal that needs a home. That's kind of what we're focused on. So, um, that's, that's big. And then we'll have, we always have arts in the park, which is, uh, once every six months or so, okay. um, which are huge festivals. They close off the main roads. Um, and then uh, we have Strong Beer coming up, and then hopefully Rewald and Woody after that. So yeah, we have nice. a uh, we have a deal we're doing in February for Valentine's for Vets. We okay. actually have our guests come in, and we have um, supplies here, create the Valentines, and we actually deliver them down to the VA hospital to oh, nice. uh, sort of show appreciation for the troops, that yeah. kind of thing. Paul so, and yeah. I, Paul and I, actually walk it into the vet, the, yeah. the the main office there. So. Yeah, that's huge. Just come in, um, make a Valentine. And I think this year we'll probably, if you make a Valentine, we'll, you know, even though it's a nice gesture, we'll, if you make a Valentine, we'll, you know, 50 cents or a buck off a pint or something like that. So yeah, uh, we'll figure that out, but uh, there'll be some type of, some type of something there. So nice. Nice. You guys are really like part of this community. Like this is, this is important for you guys. It 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 wasn't just a matter of, this is an open space. It's like, this seems important for you guys. Yeah. 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 In fact, there was, there was uh, some people in the, in the brewing world that thought we were crazy and, and that we were really stupid for, for, for opening taking and, over the place that we took over because yeah. there's not a lot of anything going on here. Yeah. And we, we, we felt like we could do it. We knew that we could do it and we've, we've so far we've done it. So yeah, there wasn't uh, anything going on. Yeah. Right? There yeah. is now. There is now. <laughs> yeah. we're, saw, we're popping. <laughs> we saw some of the potential this place had in the future, but yeah. more importantly, like you said earlier, we were both patrons in this yeah. area. We, we spent a lot of time and money here. We got to know the people here yep. and we, we fell in love with the community. We fell in love with the people. We fell in love with all of it. So, yeah. I mean, everything in our place from the way our tables are to the way our, our, our entertainment in the place works, everything's built around community, whether it's a small community of people sitting at a table and drinking beer to the larger Litchfield community, to the Arizona community. Yeah. It's all community for us. That's what's important. Yeah. Love it, man. Love it. Keep yeah. up the good work. Thank you. Yeah, Thanks, absolutely. Thank you. Finish, finish these beers. So, cheers. Cheers. Thanks, Thank guys. You. Guys, thanks so much for listening to the show. Make sure you go over there, grab yourself a beer, tell them Tap That Easy sent you. They have books. They've got the Arizona Beer Book there. So, feel free to go there, have a beer, and get a book. We are also part of the Hopped Up Network which is a network of independent craft beer podcasts across the country. 
bringing you the stories behind Arizona beer. But no, that's that's not all of them. Um, they talk about beer. So it's a bunch of beer podcasts. That's what I'm trying to say. Go to hoppedupnetwork.com. Check them out. Stay off. Stay off.